Hey everyone, welcome back to Pretending with Dice. As always, I'm your host and game master, AJ. Welcome to the third chapter of our Things from the Flood storyline. Uh, we hope you're all enjoying it so far. Uh, if you haven't heard the previous two chapters, they're kind of a uh, little bit sort of uh, necessary for <laughs> figuring out what's going on in this one, so I'd recommend heading back and listening starting uh, with episode 58. Uh, either way though, we're having loads of fun playing the game and we hope you're all uh, having as much fun listening. Uh, we've got a pretty big announcement for you this week, and that's that on Saturday the 30th of November, uh, we're going to be returning to Dragon Meat for our third year there as part of the podcast zone. Uh, we're super happy to be taking part once again, and we can't wait to meet those of you who are heading to the con. Uh, we had loads of fun the past two years, and it's shaping up to be a great third year. Uh, at the time of me recording this, there's been a, a few other podcasts announced, uh, Power Word Roll, uh, Flintlocks and Fireballs, and also our friends from Penance RPG. Uh, more details to come as soon as we can share them. Uh, but head on over to dragonmeat.co.uk for more info on the con. Uh, we look forward to seeing you all there. Uh, Alright then, so let's recap what happened last time. So, uh, after seemingly half the town failed to show up for work and school, our group of teens, uh, that's uh, Sora, Hazel and Anthony, uh, paid a visit to their friend Kev's house. Uh, he had not been at school and they were worried that something strange was afoot. Their fears were confirmed when they discovered Kev's father in a strange, inert state in the kitchen, his face streaked with what seemed to be the remains of some unidentified black liquid which had leaked from his ears, eyes, mouth and nose onto the plate of food in front of him. While Hazel phoned for an ambulance, uh, Anthony and Sora ventured upstairs to find Kev himself in a similar state, and fearing that they were dead, the trio waited outside for the ambulance to arrive, consoling themselves. Upon the ambulance's arrival, however, both Kev and his father showed no signs of this black liquid and were in, a, in no way sort of anywhere near the state that they were when the trio had found them, uh, with Kev's father extremely angry at what he saw as uh, trespassing in his house. Uh, Sora and Hazel managed to convince him that the whole thing had been a prank and, very confused, the three left, wondering what on earth was going on. Uh, this confusion was not helped the following day when, at school, all of those who were missing had no knowledge of the missing time, instead insisting that they were in fact in attendance, and that the trio must be mistaken. Anthony was even briefly convinced by Kev that the girls were playing a prank on him with the whole thing, while Hazel wanted to investigate more and Sora thought that they should all just pretend that nothing had happened. And finally, at home, Hazel was awoken in the middle of the night by the apparition in her sister's room of a strange pattern of blood on the ceiling and saw what she thought was some of the black liquid boiling away on the windowsill. That's pretty much where we left off last time, so let's get into today's episode. Enjoy. So I think what we'll do, we'll start with um, going straight back in with Hazel and her sleep, currently sleeping sister, Laurel. 
so we left off with you standing kind of in the doorway of your sister's bedroom mm-hmm. sister seems to be from what you can see sleeping normally peacefully and mm-hmm. on the windowsill the last of it you can just see kind of almost sort of like boiling off into nothingness sort of visible in the moonlight is a little bit of this the black goo that you saw in the previous day in um uh, Kev's house coming from the face of his father um, just as you look up onto the ceiling the kind of um, pattern of uh, sort of almost looks like magnetic field lines kind of etched in blood above the bed just fades away into the ceiling much in the same way that uh, you'd seen yourself in your own room the previous day Hazel's going to glance over and check that Laurel is still asleep Okay. And if she is going to go back to her room. All right, okay. Are you sort of going, checking your sister's side, or are you just sort of stay, staying where you're at and sort of just looking kind of thing? Um, I'm going up on my tiptoes to see if I can get a better look at her face. Okay, but not entering the room in any way, really? No, staying at the doorway. Okay, it's a little dark in here, but um, she does appear to be sleeping kind of normally, sort of, yeah. If you, if you mm-hmm. hadn't seen the other stuff, you just assume, you know, it just looks like a normal like it normally would. I'll go back to bed because there's... All of the stuff is faded. Hmm. So she's not going to believe me if I wake her up anyway. Okay. All right. Um, so, yeah, sort of quietly... I mean, I guess just sort of... You're just kind of pulling the door to rather than fully closing it, trying to stay as quiet as possible, I take it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Basically trying to sneak back. Okay, can I get a... Uh, what kind of check did we say sneaking was? I think it's a specific skill, isn't it? Um, it's body. Yeah, body body sneak, isn't it? I think it's an actual yeah. thing. Can I get a body sneak check from you? Oh, you got two sixes. Okay, yeah, no, so you have no problem with that. You're you're very familiar with the all the different sort of creaky floorboards and such in, in this house, you know, having lived here for as long as you have, and you're able to just kind of make your way back to your room without waking your sister or well or your mum. Although there was no there was no sign of your mum sort of coming to the uh <laughs> coming to the scene or anything, but you're able to quite silently make your way back to your room and sort of close your own door without a, without a noise. Are you going str- back to bed or are you, what, what's, what are you thinking? I'm going to take a good look around my room first. Okay. Just to make sure that nothing else has turned up. <laughs> Not a bad idea. So that would be an investigate? Yeah, if I could get a, a mind investigate check from you, that'd be great. Ooh. Oh, okay. No sixes. So... Uh, yeah, no, you, nothing seems out of place in your room, uh, as um, you, you'd kind of previously looked fairly hard around your room when you'd first woken up with the, you know, the ominous feeling, and um, nothing new has appeared since then. That's good. Hazel's going to go back to bed, and I don't think she's going to sleep. Okay. But she's going to, like, curl up and try to not worry too much. Hmm. Okay. All right, so... A pretty restless night then. I've, I've got this quite strong mental image of you sort of in bed, but like eyes open, just staring at the ceiling, almost like clutching like a torch or something <laughs> as a weapon <laughs> yeah, just in case. Thing. <laughs> but um, obviously I'll leave that up to you. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. So the, the morning comes eventually. It's, it, it seems like a long, you know, it seems like a long night for you, Hazel, because it wasn't really that, ne- that late when all this, um, all this happened. Um, we could maybe, would you say maybe you accidentally caught, like, you did sort of doze off a little bit, I think, maybe in the middle of the night, but 
you just sort of caught yourself a little bit. Mm-hmm. But definitely not a proper night's sleep for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be really quite tired. Mm. Yeah. So morning rolls around for everybody. And some awoken or already awake earlier than others. Um, it seems to be, looks to be another nice day. Uh, it's not a school day, though. So uh, I, f- I feel like um, this this uh, Saturday is going to be a little bit more kind of... Uh, I'm going to leave it a little bit in each of your hands, what you do sort of during the day, who you want to meet up with, who you want to talk to, um, what you've got going on as your sort of general kind of Saturday routine and that. So we've kind of already established Hazel's awake, but would you say maybe not that that's not your normal Normally, you'd, you're not normally sitting up all night on a Friday night. I would. No, no. At this time on a Saturday morning, I would usually still be fast asleep. Mm. So this all feels quite strange and unsettling. Yeah, yeah. In fact, you, you actually, you, you, you do notice your, your room starting to get lighter as the sun comes up. And uh, before you know it, it's um, the morning has arrived. Um, an hour or so after the sun comes up... Um, you do hear your your sister's door opening and go downstairs and you think you can just about pick out the sounds of the television going on in the lounge it's uh, it's a bit um it's a bit, it's a bit further away from your room than than next door so you but that you know you think that's what she's doing must you look over at the clock it's about seven o'clock oh, that's far too early on a Saturday it's not too early for live and kicking though true. And it is distraction, at least. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I'm gonna have to. Oh, hang on, wait. I'm gonna have to Google who was on live and kicking. Jesus, I know it was on then because I used to watch it. But... Yeah. Zoe Ball <laughs> and Andy Peters. That's it. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even need to Google it. <laughs> right there. <laughs> okay. Well, that's a good. Would you say Sora is also up watching live and kicking? <laughs> oh yeah, you know she is. <laughs> sitting sitting in her pajamas. Saturday morning. Eating. It's where the party's at. <laughs> okay. Um, well, that that's a good... Okay, well, we'll say that. Is Hazel, are, are you going to... Well, what are you doing? Are you going down joining your sister, or should we cut over to um, someone else? I'll go down and join Laurel, but I'm, I'll probably be fairly quiet okay. and just kind of yeah. try and get a read on how she seems. Hmm. So we can cut to Sora. Okay. So Sora, at this the same moment, you've you've woken early. Uh, it's a nice day, but um, at what's going on outside does not concern you because it's TV time. Oh god, I, I, this is what happens. I mention something like live and kicking, and then my brain just goes like, "That's that was on." I can't remember anything <laughs> that they did on it or anything. Um, Pretty sure they just because um, I don't want to get confused with SMTV Live, but I think it was really just like. But like more serious, yeah, uh, <laughs> and like more music based, was it? A little bit, yeah. Um, oh, okay. So here, here's here's who it was then in the time that we're doing it. It was Andy Peters, Emma Forbes, and John Barrowman. Um, <laughs> okay, I don't remember Barryman? John Barrowman. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I don't remember him being on it, but apparently, according to this uh wikipedia entry the guy the guy who has the weird american accent yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. despite being from glasgow yeah or close enough yeah (laughs) fully put on american accent there um (laughs) ivan kicking had a bunch of shows in it yeah that's what i'm trying to look up uh 
trying to think what other combat I know it had Rugrats. Hmm. Mm -hmm. um, I can't remember. I see, I'm getting it like too confused. I think I was like so young when it was on. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll. Okay, let's figure out a way. Okay, so across town, Sora is also watching live and kicking, enjoying the uh, the comedy stylings of Andy Peters and Emma Forbes and John Barrowman, apparently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you've been you've been thinking a little, you know, for a little while that maybe you're getting a bit old for the show, but it's just it's just so damn good, and this is like a guilty <laughs> pleasure. Do you think for for Sora? <laughs> yeah, Sora is like. I can't remember how old I am. Are we 15? I think it might be 15 or 16. I think you said. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. But she, she's still a kid at heart and likes watching cartoons. Mm. Um, and it's better than the alternative of the other three channels, three or four channels. That's true. Um, <laughs> at this point, I don't think there was much going on on ITV and definitely not BBC Two. <laughs> no, and basically, like, her mum is probably going to, like, like nagged her about going out with her somewhere that day but Sora as usual was just gonna stay at home by herself yeah okay so yeah it's, it's roughly seven o'clock in the morning you you're you're up before your mum but like not by a lot and um yeah so you're 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 sort of tucking into your own kind of bowl of cereal when your your mum sort of comes through in a, a long sort of um dressing gown and um she sort of stands. She's sort of standing in the doorway, you know, sort of a little bit behind you, and then she says, uh, "You coming with me to the garden centre still this morning?" No, uh, Mum. Like the look from the telly. <laughs> it's just you. You said you were going to help me pick out some flowers for the front garden. I thought, thought we had it planned. I just stay at home today. Well, if if you want, I okay. I'll, um... Mum, Mum. Um, Sora sits up a bit. There's, um, there's like a, there's like a school disco later, so I'm not going to be coming home. Is that the leisure centre? Well, what, what time, what time is that? What time is that? It is like, seven? yeah, like seven. <laughs> seven. And like, Sora's just like really flatly because she just like, her and her mum just don't talk. Barely, like she just gives her the minimal information. Hmm. Is, it, is this the first that she's told her mum of it? Do you think? Like, even though it's been kind yeah. of, it, it was announced sort of weeks ago that yeah, there's a roller disco on on this Saturday. You know, she's waiting till the day of to tell her mum. Yeah, like despite Sora's cheery and outgoing nature, she's cold to her mum. She's kind of a bit of a goth at heart, would you say as well? <laughs> She's just, she just hates her mum. <laughs> just, it's just, it kind of like, just wants minimal contact with her. And her mum doesn't know how to fix it, so she just, it's just stuck at a stone wall. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so your mum just says, well, okay, well, if you're going to be too late, please give me a ring, but I'll, um, I'll see you later on then. And she sort of disappears back into. Back into her bedroom, and uh, maybe twenty minutes later or so, coming up for eight o'clock in the morning. Now she's uh, she comes back out like fully kind of dressed with the coat on and everything. She says, "Well, I'm going to walk to the garden centre. I'll see you if you're going to be in. I'll be probably home just after lunch." Yeah, I'll probably be out, but okay, bye. Bye. She just leaves. That's super sad. <laughs> super depressing. <laughs> <laughs> Sora feels like relieved because like she's finally alone right now. Yeah. <laughs> so. 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and then Rugrats comes on. <laughs> Just to lighten the mood. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. What, what about Anthony then? What's um, what's Anthony's Saturday morning uh, Saturday morning deal? Okay, I, I think Anthony's up early. Probably, uh, I'm trying to think whether his paper round is five or six days. Let's be nice to him and say it's five. So he's yeah. got Saturday morning. He gets up early, still like six thirty. Has breakfast, and it will be football practice that he's out for. Probably by like leaving the house seven thirty, getting there for eight, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So wherever wherever that is is up to you, or do you want me to choose? Or... Um, well, there's a couple of places. I mean, you could be um, you could be sort of cycling to the school like um, fields to sort of do it there. You know, because there's goals yeah, and things set up, or you could be going to. Um, there is a, a sort of small football pitch by the dad, your dad's leisure centre. That really depends on Anthony's <laughs> feeling of the of the matter of like, do I want to be sort of under the nose of dad while I'm practicing, or do, or did you want to be going off and just like, okay, I just just need some time to myself. It's kind of up to you, well, really. I'm thinking more that this is actual, like this is an organised football practice. Thing. Okay, right. Uh, making it for the team would make sense because mm. there that was a thing I didn't do it, but I vaguely remember my brother being on the football team and going for like practice on Saturdays. The school team, school, right? the school team, yeah. or just outside team? Well, I think for in this instance, the school. Okay, all right. Just to tie characters together and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, it's it's probably being held at the school then. Um, uh, you arrive, you know, you're you're there on time. You're you're definitely up for football quite early still you're up and about and at school for eight o'clock it's a lot of uh a lot of yawning uh fellow players kind of assembling um uh, mr brewster is there also looking a little bit tired but like not sort of not like unnaturally tired like you didn't get a good night's sleep it's just it's a regular kind of like oh this is a bit early in the morning sort of thing but he's um his usual sort of encouraging self sort of like Right, boys, come on, boys, come on. Right, huddle up. So you did, uh, you did well last week at the game. So um, today we're going to be running some drills. I want to see you giving uh, eleven out of ten against these uh, the Summerby first next week. Uh, I know you can do it. I know they've got a couple of uh, talented players, but uh, we've got we've got a fair share of our own, haven't we? And he, he kind of gives you a little bit of a wink, uh, Anthony. Um, at this, give him a little nod back. Yeah. Because <laughs> okay, everybody, uh, everybody, line up. I want to want to see some good drill work this morning. Look at looking <laughs> around. Is uh, Kev there for practice? Uh, Kev is there. Yeah. Him on okay. sideline stretching. When we uh, huddled up, then Anthony's kind of chosen to go next to Kev for obvious mm-hmm. reasons to raise his mate. Um, and after saying the, that they're going to set up for drills, as they're kind of getting prepped for this and stretching and what have you. Anthony kind of t- leans over to Kev and says, "Like, you're right, mate. And it, like, I'm sorry about the other day. Like, like, I really hope there wasn't anything funny with your dad afterwards or anything. Like, it really was like the girl's idea to like break in and what have you. I don't know what the hell was going on. No, I, th- I think he calmed down a bit. Um, still, I mean, well, we talked about this yesterday, but he, uh, yeah, it was all a bit weird, mate. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I really think, think thought that I saw, like." Your dad, like, he looked like he was in trouble. There was all this disgusting stuff on his plate and stuff. But, like, I'm starting to wonder if, like... My mum's cooking's not that bad. <laughs> and, uh, kind of 
as I just did, Anthony kind of breaks and like laughs mid-sentence. And at that moment, like they, they're stretching and what have you, he's got to stop because, like. <laughs> All right. So we'll, we'll just say then. So, um, as a, the you know, it's a couple of hours of practice. You're you're running through various things and that. Um, do you want to be talking to Mister um, Mister Brewster at any point during this, or are you just kind of letting, just going through the, you know, trying just your best, doing the practice, trying as hard as possible, really trying to impress, obviously, because he's he gave Brewster the nod, so mm, he's got to yeah. live up to that nod. He earned yeah. it. You don't want to let yourself down. <laughs> okay, can I get a, a body move check then, just to sort of see how how you get on? Okay, okay. All right. Keep forgetting to tell you guys the difficulty. I think this isn't going to be a too difficult role for you, so you only need one success. Okay. Which you did not get. Okay. <laughs> for an 8d6. Not Anthony's morning. Um, maybe feeling a little bit... Uh, but feeling the stress, shall we say, maybe? You know, yeah, a little yeah, bit... Uh, feeling a bit unfocused over the, the, the last couple of days of... Um, events and um mr bruce does pick up on this he kind of um he, he kind of pulls you to one side a little bit so he's not kind of embarrassing you in front of everyone else you know because he's he's not that kind of pe teacher i know we've all had them but um he sort of says uh Anthony, you, you're right you don't you don't seem to be uh so you seem to be yourself this morning oh i'm i'm just a bit worn out so i've i've been sleeping really badly for the last couple of days and i was hanging out with my friends hazel and sora oh yeah i know them mm. yeah we, we, we were hanging out and like I, I thought i saw some really weird stuff like i mean do you remember the other day when like all the people didn't turn up to school yeah it was like, like a ghost town it's odd they made me stay late well, and like, hold uh watch you all do your study yeah well we we all went to Kev's house because he he didn't turn up and we wanted to find out like what was going on, and when we went there we saw his dad and he was he had all this weird stuff like I mean in fairness like and he kind of hesitates saying this and shifts and looks really awkward and guilty. Hmm. Like, well, we, we kind of like broke into the back of the house to like find out what was happening. You broke in. Well, like the door was open, like we just kind of like jumped over the fence because I mean it's my mate Kev's house. Like he's, he knows me and everything. Like you know Kev. What Kev, Kev? That over there, Kev. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, like we we jumped over his fence and went through the back door. And it's I swear his dad looked he looked really messed up. And like I went upstairs and Kev was all messed up. And like but then when we called an ambulance and stuff because like they looked really ill, the ambulance turned up and I like. They were just well weirded out. Like the, everybody was fine. Like we we went back in the house, and like Kev's dad was fine. And he was furious. Well, he, he, you see, he kind of looks over at Kev, who's sort of, you know, doing sort of what they call keepy uppies with the ball. As <laughs> well, he seems all right today. Seemed all right yesterday at the bleep test. Well, here's the really weird thing, though, sir. Like he showed me his diary for the day when he was off, and like. There was like stuff in it. Like it, it was showing that he was in school, and he re he was telling me that he was here. Yeah, that is odd. Well, I'm I, I'm with you. I know he wasn't here. So yeah, like that. That's like it's been playing on my mind really bad. Like, I've been I, I just can't sleep. Yeah. Okay. Well, all I can say is um, I agree. That is a little bit odd. But you know, just you know, keep keep your head in, keep trying to keep your head on your shoulders. You know, there, there's often a uh, a perfectly innocent explanation for these things. Anthony's looking more and more kind of like desperate and forlorn. Is like, this is not the sage advice 
that he was hoping for. Okay. That, that, like, it never <laughs> is. Why did you tell him? <laughs> it's like the adult is failing me. What, what, what's happening? You're supposed to know things. He's terrible. <laughs> But okay, well, t- tell you what, you know, there is often a a uh, a perfectly reasonable explanation for these things. But I know one or two teachers who weren't in yesterday either. I'll see um, if you really think something odd's going on. I'll uh, I'll I'll, uh, I'll ask a couple of questions. But I think you just got to keep you keep your eye on the ball, Anthony. You know, literally in this case, and you know, just just, just try not to get worried. Try, have a good night's sleep tonight. You know, don't get too. Uh, well, too knackered at this uh, this roller disco or whatever's going on. I take it you're going to that. Heard all about it. Oh yeah, yeah. I talked to my dad about it, and he, he seemed to be all right. Like with me going, because I've been working really hard. Like you said, eyes always on the ball. And Anthony kind of pulls himself together a little bit, and uh, kind of looks in that way that like a kid does, where it's like, I want to get out of here. I'm kind of ready to like go and kick the ball with my friends a little bit more, maybe. Okay. All right. You, you see, uh, he's he's kind of got the um, he, he's you know he's no stranger to sort of picking up on sort of when you know kids don't want to talk to him anymore. <laughs> so he's like, all right. Well, back to it then. Thanks, sir. Like, I'll talk to you on Monday. Like when we get back to school. Right. Right. Yeah. And I like I say, try not to try not to let things bother you. And Anthony runs off, kind of like turning around, waving, and then turning <laughs> to his friends who are playing the ball with the ball and joining them. A little bit more kickabout before uh, going home. Okay, sorry, I, I was only laughing at that because I just the mental image of him. The teacher is like supervising the practice. He's talking to you, and then you turn around. You're going back to your friends. You turn around and wave at him weirdly as you're running off. It's just... Oh yeah, Anthony's a bit of a wiener. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So as I say, your practice lasts a couple of hours. I'm going to kind of leave it up to each of you then really what you want to be doing in the day. You've got the, I've got a couple of things I want to sort of kick in here and there, but really sort of what each of you are doing and how you want to meet up and that I'm going to kind of leave in your hands really. Um, well, I know what Anthony would do. Uh, he goes home from school, uh, sorry. Yeah. Goes home from school and then, uh, does his homework, gets that done immediately that afternoon on Saturday. So okay. he's probably back. From practice by about 11 o'clock, 11.30, grabs a bite to eat again, and then sits down to do homework. I was going to say that I think you said on the previous one that you'd actually done your homework the oh, previous shit, evening. Right. Yes, because that was part of the excuse for the roller disc guy. Yeah. You're right. Have we talked about the fact that he's allowed to go, or did we leave it with Anthony's mum and dad getting um, it on? I don't know if he did tell you guys that he could go. No, he hasn't mm, told us. Good no. I should do that then. Okay, so um, with the mention of the roller disco in mind uh, from Mr. Brewster, Kev heads home after practice mm-hmm. and uh, picks up the phone and calls Sora, or Sora's house, hoping to get through. <laughs> okay, so I'd say I'd say by this point you had a couple of hours of practice, so it's now by the time you're home, it's maybe it's, it's pushing pushing half ten. Um, but yeah, Sora, your your mum has not yet returned from her trip to the garden centre, so. You still have the house to yourself. Hello. She reaches over lazily, keeps still watching telly. Hello. Is that Sora? Yeah. Is that you, Anthony? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've, got, I've got good news, Sora. I, I, I spoke to my dad and I can go to the roller disco tonight. So I was oh. thinking maybe like we, we could meet up beforehand or something. Like... You and, and, and me? Um, yeah. 
uh, and he just there's just the hanging silence of slight <laughs> awkwardness in the air. Yeah, Sora's like <laughs> grinning <laughs> with amazement. What you want to hold hands with me at the school disco, do you? She's like trolling. Uh, <laughs> uh well, maybe. <laughs> Well, that sounds pretty nice. So did you have football this morning? Anthony's throne gives another second of, like, no answer. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm just back from football, actually. Like, yeah, I was I, I was playing with Kev and the, the rest of the team. Yeah, just, yeah, you know, practice. Ah, oh, Kev, he's such an idiot. Have you seen his skateboard tricks? Well, yeah. I mean, I taught him a few of those. Well, I wasn't impressed anyway. Oh, um, but but yeah, the the roller disco tonight. Like, I was thinking maybe we could meet up down the road from the leisure centre. Like, yeah, that sounds nice, Anthony. What time? Um, six. We can like just hang out for a little bit and then go in once once everybody meets up. Like, we could meet everybody outside the front. That sounds good. I'll see you there. Oh, great! I'll see you tonight, Anthony. Bye. <laughs> so, Sora, you hang up the phone. We, we, is it safe to say you're a little surprised that Anthony's calling you in this uh, in this manner? Or... Yeah, like she was like obviously like really bummed out when they like lost their closeness when they used to hang out together when they were younger. Yeah. But um, but yeah, she's very surprised at how like this event or like the last few days events of like they're suddenly like getting really close but she is obviously like disguising it with trolling yeah throwing off his um off his game a little bit <laughs> yeah maybe she's punishing him for abandoning her for football and boys <laughs> anthony <laughs> fair enough okay um so yeah, you've, you've hung up. You've hung up the phone. You're kind of co- contemplating this a little bit, and uh, yeah, it is now. Uh, it's about half ten. Hmm. I wonder what we could get up to before the disco. Um, well, I don't know what you two are doing, but Hazel is going to be. Hazel's going to try some. Not divination, um, but she's got a a rose quartz. Um, pendant mm-hmm. um for helping her like work out things that she's looking for she thinks it works that doesn't mean it actually works right okay <laughs> if it doesn't work it doesn't work okay and that, that's a plus two okay all right so maybe it's a little bit of a placebo thing in terms of yeah yeah okay so what what exactly are you doing then with the pendulum are you and you, you're sort of like a meditation type thing what's the the exact thing you've got kind of in mind as a uh, sort of end goal for, for what you're trying to do. So she's got the pendulum over like a town map. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's at this point, she's probably trying to work out where she can find something or someone that could help. Right. Okay. Because she was freaked out on her own behalf with the blood, mm. but that, her little sister now has blood and this black goop turning up. 
she's more prepared to try and like proactively find something that she can do because it's now threatening her little sister as well. Mm. Okay. So it's kind of, she's desperately searching for something positive. She's a bit of a hedge witch, so it could be anything from a type of plant that might be helpful or a person or... Or just a, a, a just a pointing in the right direction sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Are you doing this in your house? Yes, I'll be in my room. In your room. Okay. Okay. What kind of skill role would this be? I mean, this is this is more sort of this is a tricky one to figure out of like <laughs> what skill are you using? You got a plus two to it, which mm-hmm. you know what? I, can you make a heart contact check for me? But normally you'd get six on this, but because you're using the pendulum, you get eight D6. And this is going to be a trickier check. I'm going to need two successes yeah. for it. Okay. So I see, uh, two successes there. Great. Okay, so uh, how, how would you describe what you're actually doing? You're sort of sitting with the map sort of um, in front of you, kind of holding the pendulum over it, would you say? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm holding the pendulum over it and just letting the pendulum kind of point to somewhere on the map. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it sort of it starts off, you know, you're just kind of holding it for a little while. You feel like nothing's really happening, and then the pendulum starts to almost sort of. I mean, you're almost surprised that it works, almost if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It starts kind of almost sort of. For a second, you think it's been caught by like a gust of wind. Or, you know, there's a little bit of a breeze in here. It starts sort of swinging to the left and right, but you hold up your, you're sort of surprised you hold up your other hand. There's no breeze. It just sort of starts swinging left and right and then tracing like a wide circle. And then as you, as you're sort of, you're kind of like taken aback by this, a, you see a drop of red liquid roll down the side of the pendulum to drop onto the map. And then the, the pendulum stops moving. Oh wow! I mean, actually, would you say the map that um, Hazel's got is is the full um, map that we've got in front of us, or is it more specifically just of the town? I think it probably covers both of the small towns. Okay, but maybe not as far north. Yeah, so, it'll yeah. stop. Um, it'll pro- the north will probably stop somewhere over the accelerator loop. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it hasn't got the complex in it. Yeah, no, it's not that big. Okay, all right. Okay, the the, the drop of liquid has fallen right on where the train line crosses the river. Ooh. Fairly close to your house, actually. Next to what you know, it's not marked on your map, but what you know to be an army testing station. Ooh. But the very presence of the red liquid is kind of creepy to begin with. Yeah, yeah, that's that's concerning. Mm. As I say, you're you're very taken aback by the fact that this has even worked as well as it has. Yeah, yeah, this is this is quite um, scary, actually. While she hoped that it would work, the fact that it has means that there might actually be something serious. Mm. So, okay. Right, we'll just need to... She's going to grab some tissues to mm-hmm. blot up the red liquid. It's just a tiny um, little drop. It's, I, would, I would say, yeah, it's not like a whole... It's not like something... 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's not a lot of it, but yeah. But she wants to wipe it off of the pendulum. You go to wipe off the pendulum, there's nothing on the pendulum. Oh, wow. Ah, that makes it worse. Yeah. Right. She's going to grab her... She's going to grab some of her spell books mm-hmm. and her general... Uh, like plant gathering and hedge witch bits and pieces and she's going to race out. So you've got a trowel with you is what you're saying. <laughs> Never leave the house without a trowel. Well, she'll have a leaf trowel with her. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm not talking like a huge, you know, you've got, oh, to, no, be, no. You've leaf, got to be mobile. Leaf trowels are a different shape. They're longer and skinnier. Okay, my trowel knowledge but. is failing me. Sorry, archaeologist. <laughs> so, yeah, so she's got a small leaf trowel in with the rest of her kit. Okay. Um, she races out to have a look at what's going on there. Mm, okay. Are you calling any of the others before you do, or you, you're, head, you're out on a mission on your own? I'm not, again, this isn't a leading question. I just want to know what everybody's... What... <laughs> I'm just out on a mission. Okay, all right, fair enough. I think we'll stick with you for a second then, just because um, it's fairly close to where your house is. Um, your sister, as you as you leave the house, is still sat watching television. Doesn't appear to have moved in the last couple of hours. Um, mm-hmm. Fully engrossed in nineties morning kids TV. You, uh, you so you you sort of head down the road a little bit um, as if you were heading towards school, but then you turn off onto the sort of crossing, sort of main road, which heads uh, sort of further to the west, um, and is going to which and it crosses over the the railway line in kind of like a a sort of wide road bridge now standing on the bridge as you look sort of down the line you can see a tall fence on the right hand side of the line with barbed wire on the top and you can just about make out the river now you can fairly safely get to it by sort of climbing down and going along the side of the um along the side of the railway or um if you like there's there's going to be further you know another way to get to it would be to go much further along this main road and then cutting down to the river and, and then sort of making your way back on the other side if that makes sense mm-hmm. kind of up to you yeah i'll go down the the bank mm-hmm. okay um, as slowly as i can and just kind of watch things and keeping an eye out for trains <laughs> keeping an eye out for trains keeping an eye out for, you know, this random red liquid appearing anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, did you bring the map with you at all? Or Yes, yeah, so it'll have got stuffed in with everything else in the bag. Mm, okay. So make your way down the embankment. You, as, you, as you come back, you sort of look back under the bridge and the other side, you can see the railway station. There's one or two people stood on the platform, but it's not particularly busy. And um, nobody notices you going down there um, and you're able to kind of pick your way along this sort of the side of the railway line it's it's a little bit sort of overgrown in places but there's there's room enough to kind of make your way along there without being you know in too much in danger of getting hit by a train <laughs> I mean <laughs> obviously it's <laughs> you know you're, you're putting yourself more in danger of getting hit by a train than if you just stayed at home but that kind of goes without saying um, yeah so yeah, it takes you a couple of minutes. You're sort of picking your way through this undergrowth to kind of get down to the edge of this um, edge of the river, and 
you sort of find your way eventually to what you think is probably roundabout the point on the map that the the red liquid landed on and you find yourself staring at this uh tall fence about 10 feet tall with barbed wire on the top so it's you know getting over it's a bit out of the question with what you've currently got with you um mm-hmm. directly to your left is the is the river and about i'd say about 40 to 50 feet on the other side of the the barbed wire is a, a kind of low one-story concrete kind of blockhouse building with no windows on it at all and uh, you can't see a door from the angle that you're at but it is um it looks fairly it's like a fairly solid building that looking around that that seems to be the only kind of feature of note in the in the area of where the the red uh, liquid landed on the map mm. can i just get a base mind check from you oh okay all right fair enough no no successes on that <laughs> um so yeah i mean you're looking around you can't really spot any kind of um sort of notable sort of there's no neon lights saying clue here pointing at anything <laughs> yeah, yeah. nothing stands out to you really um the only thing i would say is that as you as you watch from your you know you're fairly you're not hidden where you are but you know you're kind of off to one side really you do as you're sort of standing kind of looking you do see a um a couple of unmarked vans um you can see from your vantage point come into the uh the the grounds of this sort of testing station and pull in sort of a little ways away from this this concrete kind of blockhouse building but there's no signs of anybody going into it or anything but these these vans aren't marked as like military vehicles or anything they're just kind of you know they're just vans very interesting Mm. it's probably a good point to cut to someone else yeah okay um i think i've got an idea of what i'll be doing now okay all right we'll go with anthony then so um yes right uh, putting the phone down, having just finished talking to Sora, mm-hmm. Anthony is in a complete daze, kind of realising what he's just said and organised. Yep. And not, not making it explicitly a date means that Anthony has now put himself in the predicament of, like, is it a date, is it not a date? And he's going to spend the next few hours preparing over and over again, like a fool, <laughs> for every eventuality. <laughs> Thinking about it, stressing... Getting really wound up about the fact that he's now got to kind of like, like judge the mood real quick, and he's gonna do his hair up. He's gonna get clothes ready, iron shirts, <laughs> iron his jeans like an idiot, and uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's the focus of the next few hours. Fair play, fair play. Um, <laughs> that's yeah, I know that feel. Um, <laughs> is it a date? Is it not a date? Who knows? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, in the memory banks for that one. Oh god, yeah, that's it's <laughs> not really a deep dive. Um <laughs> and so the hair up, I fully intend to change that later. Are you rocking, rocking yeah, Anthony, so you, you said about you putting your hair up, are you rocking like the full on nineties quiff? Oh yes. Hundred oh, percent. Yeah. Big spiky <laughs> quiff. Too much gel, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you um are you would you say your your Anthony is uh, an owner of um, his own roller skates, or 
We mentioned ro roller skating with Sora before, but no, I don't think it's something he's done for a long time. Hmm. Okay. All right. This occurs to you about an hour and a half into your preparations that it's a roller disco and you don't have roller skates. Okay. Um, that's going to cause a panic then. Hmm. <laughs> or at least now he's going to start thinking about excuses for not skating. And he kind of considers the uh, the fact that he went to practice. Maybe he twisted his ankle. Could he, like, wangle it that way? Maybe he can get some sympathy. But then that gets him thinking about the awkwardness of getting sympathy. And maybe that... Uh, and he's just going round and round in circles. It's getting worse. Yeah, yeah. So would you say that he falls... He's, he's, he's Which way is he leaning on that decision then? Is he going to have a last minute scramble to get skates or is he gonna have a scramble to find an excuse that he's the only one at a roller disco without roller skates i was thinking that you would have them there to rent but if this is at the leisure well, center i guess yeah i mean i was kind of because there's a couple of different ways that went because there was in the area there it, it used to be i mean i'm thinking of the ice skating place but more in that kind of vein of like you turn up and they've got skates there's that mm -hmm. way but the roller discos that i went to that's a weird sentence. Royal discos that I went to were very much bring your own. Okay. Um, but I might that might have been the exception rather than the rule. Though it just seemed to be that was the case. So well, that's kind of how I've experience been. Experience will, will lean towards your uh, your knowledge. This well, time. no, I mean that that's just kind of how I've I've been picturing it. Is that you know people turn up for their their roller. Oh, I, I've got a contingency for this. So. Um... Thinking about the fact that he needs roller skates, mm -hmm. then uh, Anthony is going to go and raid any kind of savings he's accumulated from doing <laughs> his paper round. Yeah, you got. Uh, you say you've got a full piggy bank. Um, like yeah, a classic. he's been pretty fastidious. Yeah. He's, his parents don't really let him do much, so he's not had much to spend his money on. He kind of <laughs> saves up for like maybe the occasional video game or something. Mm. But he's got enough. He's um, oh, there's going to have to be a sacrifice. What would be the game that was around that period? Oh, give me a sec. Um, he's saving up for Sonic Three. Why Sonic not? Three. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's been out for a little bit. He still hasn't got it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So he's, he's looking at his piggy bank and he's considering the fact that Sonic 3 has been on his mind for a while, but he thinks about how little time he's got for that and roller disco, and then very quickly <laughs> the piggy bank is broken. Yeah. And it's jobs. Mega Drive games uh, will be live forever. Roller skates are for today. Yeah, gotta live in the moment. Yeah. He's, he's already done it once today. He's, his head is just swimming. He's just like, oh, I've just got to keep riding this train. <laughs> so if they're feeling maybe like things are still spiraling a little bit out of his control just in a different direction would you say he's, he's trying to steer back onto it he's, he's convincing himself that he's chosen all of these things <laughs> and that he knows what he's doing but at, in every fifth second there's the thought of what the fuck am I doing <laughs> fair enough <laughs> we, we could we could sort of say we've already said you spent a couple of hours doing this and it was an hour and a half in that you realised you had no skates and after, mm -hmm. after some brief deliberations you decide piggy bank's coming out you're going up to Priory Sports to see if, what their skate selection is. But I think this would be a point to, to cut to Sora then. So, Sora, would you say you're... Around about this time is probably when your mum is coming home from uh, her trip. Would you say you are still at home? I wonder if I'd, if I'd hear my mum coming through the door, I'd immediately bolt upstairs to yeah? go get okay. dressed and just generally just hide from her. Okay. Um, yeah. 
and get on with some schoolwork, maybe. Where Where's Hazel, then? So Hazel's gone off... Railway station. She's kind of just hanging out. At this point, Hazel is <laughs> weirdly stood on, like, um, like the side of the railway line next to a bridge, looking into a... Okay. Yeah, looking through, a, looking through a fence. Yeah, I don't think I'd be... be a- Meta game that and go and find her, but um, <laughs> yeah, good luck on that one. I think, uh, yeah, I think I'll just um, yeah, I'll go upstairs and chow dressed and start getting on with some schoolwork and just hide in my room for my mum, yeah, to avoid any unnecessary conversation. Okay, all right, would you say you head upstairs as your mum's coming in, or you you hear her come in as you're already upstairs doing stuff? Uh, as soon as I hear like um, her keys in the door, I go. Run okay. upstairs. Alright. Yeah. This is a super depressing episode for <laughs> like Sora's home life. Um Oh sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> um I think that I think that Anthony's is worse. <laughs> yeah, Hazel's is bad too. Yeah, it's pretty rough Not for everyone, me. really. But <laughs> because I don't want to talk to my mum. Yeah, I know, I, yeah, I think it's just yeah, the way it's come around. Um <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so nobody's doing well with their families and fairness. Hazel doesn't get along that well with her sisters, so yeah. <laughs> in her house and her mum doesn't care. <laughs> They're teenage sisters, of course they don't get on. <laughs> They're like twelve and fifteen. <laughs> if they did get on, I'd be a lot more freaked out. <laughs> okay. So, so sorry, you're upstairs for a little bit. You're kind of, you know, you've showered and ready and you're, you're kind of getting on with some schoolwork. And your mum calls from the bottom of the stairs. Sora? Sora, there's a, there's a boy here to see you. Oh, no. <laughs> Sora, like, flinches in her desk chair, just like... And she opens the door and she's like, What boy? You can hear some mumbling. Kev, his name's Kev. Oh, not Kev. <laughs> Chucks her pen down and stomps down the stairs and pushes past her mum to go talk to him outside. Okay. Kev's looking a bit like he's sort of standing, he's like, oh, kind of as he sees you coming down the stairs, he sort of like waves his hand and he looks a little bit sort of taken aback as you kind of push past your mum. Um I thought, oh, I, I saw her. I uh, was just um, passing. I wanted to see if you, you know, you, you're still going to the roller disco tonight. Sora raises her eyebrows and crosses her arms. Yeah, I'm going. Are you, are you going with anybody? Sora pauses for a minute and really doesn't know the answer to that question. Um, like, looks back at him, sensing he's going to continue to ask her out on a date so she just says yeah I'm going with someone are you oh yeah uh, 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 yeah yeah I'm, I'm, I'm going with someone um, yeah uh, who are you going with then who are you going with Lisa hey okay. you know from from third period maths <laughs> yeah she's alright so what are you doing here then? You coming to gloat about your date? No, I just, I, 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 
I, I just wanted to see if you was you were still coming. That's all. You know, it should be a fun evening. And uh, yeah, look, I, 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 I better get going. Sora looks like leans forward, kind of like looking around down the street. She's like, Kev, you live quite far from here. Yeah, yeah, no, I was, I was, in, I was in town. I was just getting some, getting some stuff, and he, he sort of holds up a, a shopping bag, and there's some, um, hear some cans rattling in inside it. Not like beer cans, but like, <laughs> <laughs> like Dr. Pepper. Yeah, well, yeah, he's got, you know some, some. It's like you can see, you can see through the the sort of quite thin like plastic bag. There's like he's got like a couple of coke cans in there and some like um licorice sticks and stuff and yeah so as he goes to leave uh so is gonna be like all right then see you tonight and then just before he's like properly like gone from the driveway she was like because i don't know why saw is so horrible um <laughs> she just <laughs> she'd just be like hey cab hey i really like your skateboard moves Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I've been practicing like like um you know, doing flips and stuff. I I can do you, do you wanna see some more moves? Nah, I gotta go. I'll see you later. And then she just walks back into the house. <laughs> okay. You sort of like as you close the door you can see he's still sort of standing there. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> why was horrible? Yeah. Uh, I couldn't. <laughs> um, so uh, you go inside, and um, your mum is sort of looking a little bit, sort of quizzically at you. Just who was that then? Idiot from school. Oh yeah, You're, it's not your boyfriend, is it? You see, you get the the feeling she's she's just trying to connect with you in any kind of way. So she stops on the stairs and looks down at her, like, quite icy cold, and she's like, not him. And then stomps up the stairs and then slams the door. Fair enough. <laughs> I feel so sorry for Sora's mum. Mm. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys on my side. What did she do to her? <laughs> what did she do to you? I don't know. <laughs> Okay. I just don't know, guys. <laughs> is, is it that kind of relationship where she screamed, I hate you for having me at some point? <laughs> I didn't oh, ask to be born. Yeah, it's that, that level. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Anthony, you walk into Prairie Sports, which is a sort of fairly new kind of... Um, general kind of sporting goods store in the in the middle of um middle of the high street and uh yeah there's a, like a there's a guy in kind of like a referee outfit sort of behind the um behind the desk who kind of go sort of gives you a kind of nod as you walk in and there's like some quite sort of upbeat 90s techno playing over the speakers quite a, maybe just a little bit too loudly as you walk in and you feel very much at home in here Surrounded by all this sporting equipment. Ah, big smile on the face then, and uh, walking straight up to the guy, you know, ask him, uh, oh, you're right, mate, um, I'm looking for a pair of uh, roller skates. I'm, I'm going to the roller disco in town. Like, Right on, man. Yeah, you recognise him as a guy who was maybe two years above you at school. 
Um, you can't remember his name, but like he clearly hasn't gone far. And oh my god, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so sick, fun, dude. <laughs> He's like, oh, roller disco, man. Cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, no, we just got in. Uh, we got in some of those new inline ones. Uh, pretty radical. Oh, cool. Yeah, I think I've I've seen some of that on TV. Do you, do you want you want to try them on? Yeah, yeah, cool. It kind of leads you to to one corner where there's like a there's a small display of like kind of skateboard stuff, and next to it there's like there's quite a few different types of like regular kind of like four wheel, you know the the block. I can't remember the name. The non inline roller skates, sort of thing, classic style. <laughs> then next to it are some uh, like new kind of like inline roller blades with uh, that are like black with like lightning bolts on the side they look pretty sweet taken by those immediately then <laughs> seeing them he turns to the guy and says oh those look pretty cool how much are those that's a great question man one that can only be answered by my scanning gun <laughs> oh those are 39.99 my man i assume <laughs> that's the right amount of money that i i think well, let you tell me how much is uh, Anthony squirreled away over the uh, the previous few months. Oh, how friendly am I going to be to him? <laughs> That's really the question that you're asking. Does he get the cool rollerblades? Yeah, sod it. He's he's as I said, he's saved up. Yeah, he he went further than saving up Sonic Three. He saved up for Sonic Three and Knuckles as well. Oh, he was getting the full hog. He was getting all of it at the same time, so he could definitely afford this. And uh, yeah, on that note. He kind of reaches into his pocket excitedly, pulls out the cash, and goes, I want those. All right, all right. Ali, do you want a bag for those? Uh, no, I, I think I should probably give him a... In fact, no, give me a bag for my shoes, because okay. I think I'm going to give him a try. <laughs> Wearing them out. I dig it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> he gives you a bag, you put your shoes in them, and then you, you, you strap yourself into these these... <laughs> lightning bolt adorned bad boys and can i get <laughs> so you, you pay for them they're yours that's definitely the case can i get a body move check to see how well you make your way home <laughs> or wherever you're going next actually how well actually is there a balance one no body move would be the uh the check to make i got well you got two successes there so yeah okay so you're you're not it's been a few years since you've um used royal skates of any kind but you feel at home in the in these, you know, it's a little bit wobbly to start off with, but then you, you find your balance and you're off and rolling and you feel pretty radical. Oh, totally. Feeling confident. Oh, how, how in fact, I'm going to test luck. So I'm going to try and go home in these. Okay. And in doing this, I'm going to have to jump curbs here and there. You, yeah, you so sure are. It's up to you how far that goes. Okay, well, you've got two successes there. I think... I think can I get another body move check? I think this one will be difficulty two, so you're going to need two successes to really look like the king. But I think if you get any successes, you know you're not going to fall over. If that makes sense. Okay. Oh. Well, that's no successes. Um, <laughs> so maybe feeling a bit overconfident. You're just you know, so you, you know you get out of the store. You know you're fine on that first stretch. You're like, yeah, I got this. This is going to be cool. You kind of round the bend, um, sort of, not quite on the home straight, but like as you're kind of heading back in the direction of your house, 
part of it there's like a couple of small bridges going over like a fork in the river and as you're coming down the first one it's like a little bit steeper than you anticipated you just kind of lose control and there's a couple of like older older ladies walking towards you up the pavement and you're just kind of giving it the whole like move move and you you end up kind of knocking into a car that's parked on the side of the road and just kind of steadying yourself on it you know sort of and you do feel like a bit of an idiot do i get scolded by the old ladies you uh, well god now i've got to do an old lady voice you get well. You definitely get some <laughs> and, uh, sort of admonishing. Sorry, I, I, I wanted to test you there. Okay, throw me under the bus there. I'm terrible. Um, <laughs> Shame on you, young man, scaring a couple of ladies like this. Shame on you. One of them hits you with a handbag. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And he kind of gathers himself and scoots off. Skates away. Not not as fast <laughs> as he was going. Okay. With the amount of shame in his stance. Yeah. So, uh, at around the same time, while Anthony is uh, making his way awkwardly back to his house on his new rollerblades, across town, Mr. Brewster is walking along a residential street. It's not that quiet. There's a couple of people in their front gardens doing some gardening. And he stops in front of a semi-detached house, approaching the door pausing briefly before knocking. He's not waiting long before the door is answered by a uh, young woman in her sort of late twenties who, if the three of you were there, would recognise as Mrs. Gray, the maths teacher. Oh, hi Colin. Uh, what can I do for you? Ah, uh, you're, you're right there, Sally. Um, sorry to bother you on a weekend like this, but um, that's something I wanted to talk to you about and I thought it would uh, be best to ask you about it in person rather than uh, over the phone oh yeah what, what's what's up well it's, it's a bit of an odd one really but as you know i uh, i have the uh, the football practice on saturday mornings um i have one of my boys come to me though and um seemed a bit distressed really uh as you know uh, do you remember uh, earlier on in the week you and some of the other teachers and well about half the school seemed to be uh, off for the day uh a little bit odd really but um yeah, he, he seemed to he seemed to think something strange was going on. I just wanted to ask you uh, ask you what happened with you with you whether you you were all right or whether you could shed some light on it. Um, everybody seems to be a bit tight lipped. She kind of looks at him for a second um, without answering or saying, "Well, I just was feeling a little under the weather. Um, why don't you come in and have a cup of tea? We'll uh, we'll talk through everything. Hopefully, I can put your mind at rest." Oh yeah, all right. Uh, okay. She holds the door open and he heads inside the house. As he passes her, she makes eye contact with her neighbour, the aforementioned Mr. Butler, the milkman, who's watering the flowers in his garden across the road. Just for a moment, each of their expressions goes completely blank, and to an observer, if there were one, it would seem as if all colour was drained from their eyes, swimming instead to an inky blackness, before returning to their usual state. The pair share a brief nod, and Mrs. Gray closes the door to her house, with Mr. Brewster inside.
Okay, that's going to do it for this episode. We'll be back, as usual, in two weeks' time on Thursday the 24th of October with the next chapter of our Things from the Flood story continuing where we left off today. Uh, So we hope you'll all tune back in for that. In the meantime, you can get in contact with us on Twitter and Facebook, both of which we are at PretendWithDice. Uh, you can also email us at PretendingWithDice at Outlook.com. Uh, if you're an iTunes or Apple Podcast user, it'd be really great if you could leave us a rating and review. Uh, it all helps us to find new listeners, and we'd really love to hear what you think of the podcast. So for now, that's our show. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed it. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>